What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Okay, welcome to the Friday show. You know, I love to start with energy and happiness and, yeah, be all about fantasy football. But, man, why'd you have to go and do that, Miles Garrett? That was not cool. That was not cool. Not fun. All right, you guys, Dave and Jamie, you are the commissioner for a day. Albert Hainsworth got a five-game suspension for stomping on someone. How many games are you giving Miles Garrett? Games or prison sentence? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I mean, he's going to be suspended for the rest of the season. He should be suspended for the rest of the season and maybe four games next year as well. Am I still the commissioner? Yeah, you are. For, for a day? I'm eliminating extra points. <laughs> and every touchdown's worth seven, and you can risk one point with a what's now a two-point conversion, and you also get points for really cool touchdown celebrations. You you're think, welcome. You think he's going to be? <laughs> that's a that's better. At least you're not sending anyone to jail. You think he's going to be out for the season, huh? Oh, without a doubt. Hmm. You got you. You have to send a message here. I think the Browns the should send a message. The Browns should. You're right. They have the opp- option to suspend them himself and themselves, and they should 100 percent make a statement that. We support you, Miles. You're our guy, but what you did crossed the line, and you got to sit out the rest of the season. Sorry. And uh, it makes yeah. the matchup against the Browns that much easier it now does. for everybody that plays them, including the Dolphins in week number 12. Wasn't very good for Mason Rudolph yesterday. Okay, we're going to recap that game, play Beat the Waiver Wire, uh, give out some stats. Interesting week, and the games we're going to preview today are the Saints at the Bucks, Dallas at Detroit, Atlanta at Carolina, Arizona at San Francisco, Chicago at the Rams, and the Jets at Washington. There, I think there are a couple of other NFC home games. If they're not in this show, we did them yesterday. So let's start with this Thursday night game and just carnage. I mean, it, in addition to the fight, you had Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson leaving with concussions. Deontay Johnson's was so scary. James Conner re-aggravating his shoulder. Yeah, blood both scary. Yeah, but the, I guess the visual of the blood coming sure. down the ear and him yeah. just what, being really out of it. But yeah, they both were bad. You're right. Where, where do we start with... Uh, well, with yeah, another suspension. Rand, Randall got... I, I'm sorry, ejection. Randall got ejection for the, the hit, hit on Deontay right. Johnson. Yeah. That's right. Two Cleveland defensive backs left, one with an injury, one mm-hmm. with the ejection. Yeah, both safeties, right. So... All right, let's start with the Steelers here. And it, can we even give fantasy analysis or would you need some some updates here that we'll get in the coming days? Because they do have Cincinnati next week. But yeah. obviously they're they're down some guys. 
I mean, I, I think the the first thing is clearly the health. That I know that's what you're alluding to. Um, Connor, you got to be concerned at this point that he may miss multiple weeks. You know, maybe he came back too soon. Uh, he clearly was bothered by his shoulder. Uh, you know, if you watched the the game, you saw him. You know, say that as he was coming off the field at the end of the uh, end of his last carry. And so, you know, at this point, Jalen Samuels is is too owned. Um, you know, if he was dropped in, in, in a couple of weeks, I dropped him in one where it's uh, it's a weird lineup setting. So I didn't need him, even if he is the starting running back for the Steelers. I'd like to have him, you know, so nobody else does. But um, I dropped him yesterday, you know, so there are some some circumstances where he may be on waivers and maybe Trey Edmonds, as we saw, was, you know, was back to what they did three games ago after Connor first was out. It was Edmonds on running downs and and Samuels and receiving downs or passing downs. And you saw him catch the touchdown. And then James Washington, you know, if Juju and, and Deontay Johnson are out, um, he's been, you know, picking things up of late. I, I wouldn't look at Holton, um, despite the fact that he had uh, either close to 10 targets or over 10 targets. He had three targets in a row at one point, and it was ugly on all three. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it was – Rudolph was was running for his life. The offensive line was a disaster, and now Pouncey's probably going to get suspended yep. for, you know, at least one game would be my guess. For his role in the uh, Garrett thing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that puts a, a damper on things for Rudolph. But like you said, it's the Bengals. So I think Washington is somebody you look at off waivers. Vance McDonald now as well. Um, because the Bengals can't defend tight ends. And so beyond those two, it's it's Samuels and, and maybe Edmonds. And McDonald had his end zone target. He had his chance in the game, and Rudolph just overthrew him. It was just brutal. But if, if all those guys are out, if Juju's out, if Deontay's out, if Connor's out, I think it does open the door for McDonald to be a decent streamer at sure. tight end next week. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, it, it ruins Rudolph as a streamer if those guys are out because – as yeah, bad as the matchup is. This, yeah. Well, if if he had all those guys against the Bengals, not a top twelve guy, but a but a streamer, but a streamer for sure. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. But I I just think the way that he played last night is just going to leave an awful taste in people's mouths, and they're not going to want to use but him anyway, I, even if those I, guys. I, I'm, I'm totally with you, but I think it's a different game if he has Juju for four quarters, if he has Connor for four quarters. It, it it's not going to be much better, but it's just it's not a fair judge of how he probably would have played. I mean, he's forcing the ball to Holton. They we didn't run the ball at all. You know, it, I don't it, think it was, he was good even I don't think he was rolling that good I, I'm, before I'm, the receivers to, left. To, totally with you. Totally with you. Yeah, he but was again, awful. You, know, you, Way you, off. you take away you take away his two best offensive players and it's really not a fair comparison what he would be facing next week with the Bengals. All right, Jalen Samuels is 79% owned and of course we'll talk about him on Tuesday just in case he is available in any leagues. You go to the Browns Baker Mayfield's starting to do a little bit better. 25 fantasy points in this game. This is, uh, I believe, his best game of the season. And, it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny, though. You, you say three total touchdowns and 25 fantasy points, and that really doesn't match up so much. You know? I, what, he just makes some really bad throws. It, you know, it's, it's perplexing. Yep. But Well, he also had some, some bad luck. I mean, I, I will say this. The one touchdown to the backup tight end was lucky. Oh yeah! Oh my God! What a stupid throw! Because, you just settled well, for the field goal, dude. That was so risky. Oh, but yeah, and, and Baron not turning around. Um, but you know, Beckham falling down at the one yard line. I know he got the rushing touchdown as a result, but still, Beckham falling down at the one yard line and then not getting the two feet in bounds on the other potential score. You know, those things just seem to happen to the Browns. <laughs> I guess, but but look, I mean, his last five games, he's had twenty points, twelve points at New England. 18 points at Denver, 21 against Buffalo, 25 against Pittsburgh. You're talking about good defenses here. Eight, you know, 18 mm-hmm. at Denver is not bad. 21 against Buffalo is not bad. Yep. 25 against Pittsburgh is not bad. 
Uh, so that's now here, and now here who's comes coming the Dolphins. up, right? Miami, yeah. then Pittsburgh, yep. but then Cincinnati, then Arizona. Three of his next four games. Baker Mayfield, sixty-two yeah. percent owned, and maybe can uh, put together a nice run. Such a shame for Beckham because he really ended up having a pretty bad game. Four catches for sixty yards, uh, but he almost had the touchdown. Hey, two is uh, two. Yeah, is Jarvis Landry actually a better fantasy option rest of season than Odell Beckham? I don't know better, but on par, you know, because the only thing really Landry's doing differently is finding the end zone, you know. So, like, you, you look at the targets the last two weeks. It's, what, 22 targets the last two weeks for Beckham? Mm-hmm. So, oh, they're yeah. trying. Yep. They're, they're absolutely trying to get him going. And as the schedule sets up, like, he's, you know, if you just – if somebody's not looking at the schedule and just looking at his production has just been completely frustrated uh, on a fantasy team that's teetering for the playoffs and you can offer something that can help them – that they may not see that they're playing the Dolphins next week. It's probably you missed that boat, but uh, still, if you can, like now's the time to trade for Beckham because with the schedule setting up the way that it is and Mayfield playing better and the offensive line playing a little bit better, uh, it's it, it should be a good finish for Beckham, but it's just been such a frustrating start. And what I've noticed is that they do a good job of scheming up Jarvis Landry. The touchdown was a good example of yep. that last night where he's out wide and then he just does a shallow cross. Well, he was the only receiver the field. on the field. I know, yeah. and but they've done something like that with Landry a couple of times each of the past several games. I'd say the last, it might even be all year, and I just didn't notice it until now. Well, it's also, I mean, look, Beckham's drawing the tougher cover. You know, he's going to typically get the, the— And the, the Browns the, are the, taking advantage. Yeah, and, and and that's just, you know, maybe Freddie Kitchens and Todd Mockin evolving as they're learning their team and, and what they have at their disposal. Look, it's been up and down. They traded Duke Johnson before the season. David Njoku's been out since week one. Uh, you know, finding the right way to use Beckham. You know, Beckham talked about this in the post game interview yesterday. He's like, "It's still, I'm still learning Baker." You know, I mean, that's just mm. the 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 natural course. I hate of, hearing that now, though. Uh, like, well, I mean, it should have been expected. You know, that really, you think it's like a guy being traded long? in the middle of the off season? Absolutely. Well, you know, but they so, were together in training camp. I'd like uh, to think that they could have developed. Yeah, I mean, it's week he, ten. He, we yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, don't, I, I don't, but I, I get where he's it, coming from because I see it when they play. It's, it's still, <laughs> yes. you know, still learning somebody's yeah, tendencies really. and, and, and that's right. just the things you have to, you know, go through. Some guys get it quicker than others. Like Amari Cooper last year being traded to the Cowboys. He picked up with Dak. I remember talking to Amari at the Pro Bowl and he said, we spent every waking moment looking over plays and going through things. Baker and Odell probably don't do that. Yeah, I, I don't want to speculate. It's showing but, up, no, but I think you can speculate um, based on. And, and so you know, look, uh, all it takes is uh, these targets continuing, and the production's going to start to come with these matchups that are ahead for him. So, the best of Beckham is is probably yet to come. Unfortunately, he's probably wrecked a lot of fantasy teams because of where you drafted him. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think we're all probably in that boat in some of our leagues. Nick Chubb, 27 carries. That was nice. Did not get in the end zone. Did not catch a pass. So he had two catches last week. Kareem Hunt, he's the passing downs guy, and they're on the field a lot together, but Kareem Hunt has now 13 catches in two games, and he looks like a And another, another reason specialist. why Baker's played better. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he's given him 40, made a 44 and, and 46 receiving yards in two games. He was started in 43% of leagues. It was just kind of a bummer because, you know, Beckham was started in a lot of leagues. Juju was started in 71%. They were bad. James Conner was started in 88%. He had five carries for 10 yards. He had one catch for six yards. He left with an injury. Baker Mayfield was only started in like, uh, oh gosh, he's owned in 62% of leagues. He was started in 20% in the of 20s, leagues. right? It, it's yeah. got to be two quarterback leagues. I mean, I have him in, in uh, two, 
two two QB leagues, and that's the only place I have him, yeah. and I started him in both. I thought Hunt was going to get a chance to score on the Landry touchdown because he was in the backfield. I thought they, maybe they were going to give it. They to had him point. down there a couple times, you know, yeah. where it was uh, Chubb off the field. So we could be seeing not necessarily a changing of the guard in terms of who's going to be the lead rusher, but you know, you look at the two guys, and Hunt looks way more explosive right now. Uh, and then last thing. Pittsburgh DST was very disappointing. And I think it was that last touchdown after the stupid interception that set them up like inside the 10 that was just the mm-hmm. nail in the coffin. Because they would, they didn't have a good game. I think they only had one sack. They didn't force any turnovers. But they could have given up 14 points. Would have been a lot more respectable. But that, that late touchdown, their offense put them in a bad situation. But, you know, don't drop them because they're going to come right back at it with the Bengals. Their schedule is great going forward. Can you imagine that these, these two teams play again in 16 days, 15 yeah. days now? It's just yeah. it's just insane what could potentially happen. Like the the NFL is gonna have to. They'll be they'll be told numerous times that they got to. Well, you just wonder. Like obviously, football. obviously, That's Garrett's it. suspension is going to be passed next week or two weeks. But Pouncey, but Yogan Joe, right, right, right? Those guys. I bet I bet it is two games, and that way they miss the the rematch. Right, but there'll be appeals, and so you wonder if that'll you know. Yeah, that'll that could get speeded up. You know, it's appealing. FanDuel is appealing. Brian Hill is appealing. He's quite inexpensive on FanDuel this week. Yeah, he's going to be in a lot of lineups. That's okay. You don't have to stray from that. You can put some guys who are kind of chalky in your lineup, certainly. And we have a CBS Sports HQ episode coming up. We're going to talk a lot about FanDuel. That's today on Friday. If you miss it live, you can watch it on demand on the HQ app. But sign up for FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. And make a $20 deposit and get 20 bucks back in site credit. $5 a week for four weeks. I like FanDuel because I get to play players that aren't on any of my seasonal teams, any of my redraft teams, uh, you know, and and it's fun. It's it's fun to go, oh, look, I don't have Lamar Jackson on any team. Bam, now I have Lamar Jackson on all of my FanDuel teams. I think he might be worth the money, might be worth paying up for Lamar Jackson this week. So those are the decisions that you have to make. You don't have to worry about injuries, bad matchups, bye weeks, or any of that stuff. Get whoever you want, however many times you want, however many lineups you want to play on FanDuel. So sign up now. FanDuel.com slash FFT, or you can download the FanDuel app. But if you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, make a $20 deposit and get 20 bucks back in total bonus, a $5 bonus in site credit every week for four weeks. FanDuel.com slash FFT, or download the FanDuel app. All right. I won big money in FanDuel last night. Did you? Uh, yeah. How much? $1.50. Hey. I took home, I took home a buck. I spent, I spent a dollar. Oh, so you I won did 50 a cents. 50-50, and uh, I hit it for a buck Guys. in the uh, Thursday night special. All right. Wow. So, Buy uh, me a gift. Holiday season. You know. I'll give you a stick of gum. Butterfinger. <laughs> What's your preferred flavor? <laughs> oh, I still haven't tried the new Butterfinger. Okay. The NFL could have a 17-game regular season schedule by 2021. Does that mean we're going to be playing into Week 17 and not playing Week 18? That's yes. Right. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes says he feels the best he's felt since week one. That's good. They're in Mexico City to face the Chargers on Monday night. Matthew Stafford did not practice. You guys are not ranking him right now, right? Correct. Uh, In general, and we will preview this game, but Dallas has been very good against wide receivers, although every touchdown they've allowed to a receiver has been in their road games. and This is a road game for Dallas. How do you feel about Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay? It's hard to get away from Kenny Galladay, and as you saw last week, you know, even with Jeff Driscoll, he could still be productive. Jones better in PPR than non PPR. I don't know if he'll score, but you know, he's he's a number three receiver. You just have to understand that it could be a bad Driscoll game and it could be a bad Jones game. 
What a strange thing to say about Marvin Jones uh, that he's better in PPR since he was like one of the poster childs for better at non PPR. Yeah, I mean, look, he Never, had five catches last week with no. Driscoll, you're so. right. You're right. I'm not. Oh. Uh, it's just weird the kind of season mm-hmm. he's having. You know. Oh, him, Mike Evans, you over know, those 80 type catches, of guys. and yeah. Um, Will Fuller, Mike Evans, Mike Williams. Excuse me. Will Fuller was limited in practice. Um, George expecting Will Fuller. At this point, yes, we haven't ranked him yet, but we uh, we'll probably find out tonight. We will, we <laughs> will rank him. Will Fuller, uh, George Kittle, uh, George Kittle. <laughs> hey, now there you go. He, he will, <laughs> he will drop a pass. Uh, George that Kittle and Emmanuel Kittle. Sanders missed practice. We're not thinking they're going to play. Adam Thielen has a no. chance to play, but probably not as of now. It would not make sense for Minnesota to play him. Yeah, we always say that, but guys but, like to play. No, I get it, but their bye week is next week. They're, you know, he already re-aggravated the injury once. Why would right. you risk it? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Jack Doyle did practice, so that is good. So Doyle or Ebron this week in a good matchup. Format specific for me. I'll take Doyle and PPR, Ebron and none. I I think I have it ranked the exact same way. Doyle, but I, I think I have him back to back in both. If if Ebron's going to get twelve targets again, that'll be a good thing. Uh, Marquise Brown missed practice, and do we think uh, that he's got a chance of missing he's, this game? Marquise I Brown. don't think so. He's he's been in and out of practice for weeks now. Yeah. I think last week though he was fine. I, I actually I thought he missed practice one day. Maybe last I week. thought he was. I thought he or was. maybe he was just limited one day. It's some it, he they have a maintenance routine with him. Right. It, it looks like he'll play. I like him this week if he plays. Uh, Bill Callahan said Darius Geis will get work this week, and he they are facing the team that gives up the fewest yards per carry to running backs in the New York Jets. I have been making the case that we don't know how good the Jets' run defense is without Leonard Williams because they've faced the Dolphins and Saquon Barkley playing hurt, but still very impressive. Uh, are you getting away from the Redskins running backs? or Because Peterson has been really steady in non-PPR four straight weeks. You Even know, PPR. Three of his last four are 11, 11 or more points. So yep. it's not like not he's bad. been killing you in that format. Um, I think you have to just for two reasons. One, like you said, the Jets' run defense has played better. And you have Dwayne Haskins starting, so who knows how this Washington offense will will look with him, you know, under center coming off of a bye week could be better, most likely, probably not. Uh, but with guys <laughs> playing, it just it, there, there's too much uncertainty there. So it, unless you're stuck, like I have a, a tough choice in our podcast league where my running backs have become a problem, where I have Austin Eckler, David Johnson, and Adrian Peterson are my three guys, and I thought I was fine with Eckler and David Johnson. I'm actually debating David Johnson and Adrian Peterson. That's how bad it is. With I, I think it's a no-brainer to go with Adrian Peterson. Um, in a PPR league, it's not a no-brainer because, I mean, Peterson's basically two catches at best, and if David Johnson's right, you know, he still has a chance to do a little bit better in that regard. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm playing Johnson, uh, but, you know, Peterson could not see very many carries. We just don't know. David Montgomery, he's got an ankle injury. Yeah, this one looks pretty... Significant because he was limited Wednesday and he didn't practice on Thursday. Matt Nagy said he rolled the ankle, and I thought he got hurt Wednesday. He got hurt on Wednesday, but yeah. they said, yeah, I guess he got hurt and therefore he was limited that day. And then he didn't practice on Thursday. If he doesn't practice on Friday, I don't like his chances to play against the Rams, and it would be a tough matchup even if he did play. Sure. And uh, they just got rid of Mike Davis, so the timing is super duper. Uh, Tariq Cohen should see a lot of work, and I think the other running back they have is Ryan Nall. Yep. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. How do we spell I don't know that? much about him. I don't know, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but yes, I know yeah. who you're talking about. He was an undrafted rookie free agent. How do we spell that, just in case we want to pick him up? Is there a K in there? No. no. 
N A L L. Okay. Okay, great. So uh, Ryan Nall for the Bears. Oregon do, State. Do you expect the oh following my, he's players? He's 6'2", 238. He is a big boy. A little bit I mean, they could always color. use Patterson, too. Okay, do you expect the following players? Le'Veon Bell at Washington. Yes. Gerald yeah. Everett against the Bears Sunday night. Yes. yes. Josh Jacobs against uh, the McFay Bengals. said so. Yes. Yeah. Robbie Anderson at Washington. Yes. He'll play. Stats to know. Atlanta, red He's zone. What, who's that? What? Stats to know is out. Oh, he's out? Okay. Nice question. He's out. He's uh, on he's, the bench. He's in. Go by. Let's look at the Falcons and their red zone and targets inside the 10-yard line. Ugh. So Julio Jones has six red zone targets all year. Four targets inside the 10, which isn't that bad. Calvin Ridley has three red zone targets, one inside the 10. That's not good. But... They are now without Austin Hooper. He leads the team in both red zone and green zone targets. And Devontae Freeman had five red zone targets and three inside the 10. So, you know, not I'm not going to give much analysis or anything. Here. I'm just saying, obviously, there are some opportunities in short yardage in the red zone inside the 10-yard line for more touchdowns, hopefully, for Julio Jones, maybe Calvin Ridley. We'll see. Or Russell Gage and Luke Stocker. Exactly. Yeah. Or uh, Jaden Graham. Is that the, the third tight end? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew Brees... Here are his fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues in his last six games at Tampa Bay. 14, 11, 24, 4, 15, and 16. One good game. Five pretty bad games at Tampa Bay. They are the worst. They are, I think, the second worst against quarterbacks. What do you think about Breeze this week? Outdoors, on the road, against the Bucks. It's a perfect game. I mean, you know, he, he did not play particularly great last week he was very good two games ago but you know the both games were at home um i i think the only way that they can move the ball successfully is going to be through the air whether it's a short passing game or taking some shots but that's not typically what they do i mean you know it's a it's a very limited offense in terms of going down the field despite having you know what could be two good deep threats in ted ginn and traquan smith so i i can't see them winning this game without having breeze playing at a very high level unless Jameis just gets completely off the rails and they have some defensive scores. So I, I'll buy into Breeze still. I think he's he's worth trusting even in his bad track, even given his bad track record at Tampa Bay. I think the Saints are chasing points in this game. I, I, I think they're, they're I think I think Tampa Bay wins. I think really? it's going to be I think it's a tough game for for New Orleans. I think Drew Brees will fall into good production. Um, you're going to start him. That Bucks defense is just the the secondary has so many weak holes in it. But that offensive line for New Orleans is going to be targeted. They're gonna the Bucks are gonna blitz like crazy against Drew Brees. All right, last stat, non decibel scoring. So looking at one of our six point per passing touchdown non PPR leagues again, non PPR six points per passing touchdown. Only four quarterbacks have scored more fantasy points than Christian McCaffrey. That is amazing. Start, sit, that is or flex it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Okay, start, sit, or flex it best. Robert Woods against the Bears. Uh, I have start. it as a start. Better in PPR than none. Todd Gurley against the Bears. I still have him as a start, but a low-end number two. Yep. It's there, yeah. if, if this were a week where we didn't have four good teams on by, 
I would probably have Gurley outside of the top 20. Like, just to give you an idea, Brian Hill and Ronald Jones should be started over Todd Gurley. So the Ronald Jones one is tough, though, because yeah, the I Saints, agree. you know, the Saints. Let, let me tell you something about Ronald it's Jones. It's all a matter of if, if Bruce Arians does what he says he's going to do. If they're going to keep him involved in the passing, in the passing game. game. Yeah. Yep. As we saw last week, it was a great scenario for Ronald Jones. And if that continues, then he's going to be really good. But here's the thing that, that bothers me about Ronald Jones. He was facing a team. I, this stat's going to be a little bit wrong, but it's close. He was facing the Lions. <laughs> Great. They had given up 15 or more fantasy points in non-PPR to seven straight running backs. It was something like that. It was this unbelievable matchup. And he scored, but he was really bad running the football. So I agree. Like, to it, the Lions? Yeah, yeah. To the Cardinals. Sorry. So the yeah, Lions, they played Arizona. I was talking about, yeah, I was about a... Dave Montgomery and both. So it was Dave Montgomery and Ronald Jones. They both had these great matchups where the Cardinals and the Lions were both giving up a ton of fantasy points week after week after week to running backs. And neither of them ran the ball well. Montgomery got like 17 carries or whatever for 60 yards or something awful. And Ronald Jones, he scored and he had the passing touchdown, or the, the receiving work. But. It bothered me that he did so badly against the Cardinals. Now he's facing oh, this, this, one of the best run defenses. He needs that passing production. This, I'm, I'm totally with you. This is more about Gurley for me than it is about Ronald Jones. Okay. I think Ronald Jones' setup is better than Gurley's is because, A, you know if— well, I shouldn't say you know. The hope would be is that what we saw last week in the passing game, if what Bruce Arians says continues, then that could be a little bit of a staple for him that can hopefully boost his numbers a little bit. Forget about the touchdown. The second thing would be is that Gurley is now down two offensive linemen for an offensive line that stinks. And so while the Bears' run defense has been bad, I think it just gets counteracted by how bad the Rams' rushing offense has been. And we saw again last week, Malcolm Brown comes back, and it's back to this stupid rotation again where Gurley's off the field and barely played in the fourth quarter. So... Unless that gets changed, I can't trust Gurley unless he scores. That's the the scenario that you're dealing with here. So he's not playing in the passing game. He's losing carries to now two other guys because they still gave Henderson four carries last week. And so Ronald Jones, while he did lose work to Peyton Barber after the fumble, if he's going to be playing on passing downs and getting, let's say, five catches, I don't think he's going to get eight, but if he gets four or five, that's going to be a nice situation to look forward yeah. to, look forward to and build off of. The only thing I'll say is that I, I, I have to give – Sean McVay some benefit of the doubt here and if he knows his offensive line sucks and he knows that Jared Goff is going to be under pressure one and a half seconds after the snap he's going to get rid of the ball quick and that would put Gurley in position to catch a lot of passes and try and screen him out make plays after the catch he's been so and bad at that though it's unbelievable how bad that, he's been I think I, I don't think he can do it consistently like I don't think if, if he got let's just go crazy and say he had nine targets in the game I think you could catch seven of them but he might only get 50 yards off those seven. Games. I mean, look, I, I get it. If somebody wants to trust Todd Gurley or Ronald Jones, I mean, clearly the body work is, <laughs> is much more in favor of Gurley, but I'll take my chances with Jones. Especially, I mean, if you think Tampa Bay is going to win the game, I don't think they're winning the game just by throwing the ball. But the place. I know, but it's not going to be Ronald Jones finishing the game. It's going to be Barber. And Arians did make that clear. The reason I was so passionate about this is because I have that decision to make. Look at these. I have five running backs in a PPR league. Brian Hill, Ronald Jones, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, and Philip Lindsay. And I'm sure they're all fairly close to the rankings, and I'm going to be You have to play three? Yeah, yeah. But don't worry about it. Let's go on. Let's move on to start, sit, or flex at best. Allen Robinson against the Rams. Allen Robinson. Flex at best. F-A-B. Uh, how about Sam Darnold at Washington? Flex at best. Stream at best. Uh, how about Jamison Crowder at Washington? Revenge game. Uh, PPR start flex at best. I'd start no, not PPR. Terry McLaurin against the Jets. I know the matchup looks good. 
He's a flex at best. I'd start him. Crowder or McLaurin? Crowder. Uh, Crowder and PPR, McLaurin and none. I'll take Crowder and both. Seat Geek or McLaurin? I like I like the fact that they're going to move him around in the offense. I like that Bill Callahan's going to do that. Who's the quarterback again? Um, probably a crappy quarterback, very similar to the one that Crowder has. No, <laughs> no, they do not slander. <laughs> I don't Darnold think that like they're that. that. I don't think Darnold's that bad. All right. Well, if you want some cheap, seat, you know what? While I do this Seat Geek read, I'm going to look up how how much you need to spend to go to the Redskins. Let's get the Seat Geek app. Going Redskins Jets games. Let's see how much tickets are going for. What do you think? Like, let's say like um, end zone, lower level end zone, guys. Take a guess. Redskins Jets. Thirty nine. That's too low. Forty nine. Forty nine dollars. Okay, you can find that. <laughs> well, tickets are starting at thirteen dollars. I can tell you that. Now I'm going to look. Right. Pull up the tickets. I typed in Redskins. Got the Jets at Redskins. Here comes the interact. Let's get two tickets. Interactive seat map. Oh, I got a bunch of green dots in the end zone. Twenty seven bucks. In the end zone. How about that? 30 bucks right in the center. Oh, man. Great seats available for this game. There, Everybody's selling their tickets, by the way. Um, and you can get these seats on SeatGeek. Any event you want to go to, just type in the event on SeatGeek. It doesn't have to be sports. It could be concerts, comedy, theater. All the purchases are fully guaranteed. They make it so easy. I don't know if you can see this like little seat map here. I got on uh, see a little seat map. little seat map um, on the YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. They pull in seats from all over the web. They rate each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. They show you the great values. And you can save 10 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase if you use the promo code FFT. Promo code is FFT on SeatGeek for 10 bucks off your first purchase. Great app. I just found tickets. Took me two seconds. Really simple stuff. All right. Are you going to go down to the game? Nope. Let's beat the waiver wire. Okay, you guys have any uh, beat the waiver wire suggestions for next week? I do. Have I got some one. I got one that is fresh off the Twitter machine. Ah, all right. What do we got? Jay Ajayi, the <sighs> former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese, who covers the team and does a lot of media in Philadelphia, said that if the Eagles sign Ajayi, they aren't bringing him in to replace Boston Scott or Darren Sproles. It means that they are concerned about the health of Jordan Howard. Makes sense. He's dealing with shoulder. He's got a shoulder injury. He's been limited in practice. Um, it could mean that Jordan Howard's not going to play. JHI, if if he's signed Friday or Saturday, this is a guy that knows the offense in Philadelphia. Could end up having a, a noticeable role against New England on Sunday, and maybe moving forward. Yeah, you might wow. be able to get him before beating the waiver wire. You can get him right now. All right, so we definitely have to be concerned about. Jordan yeah, Howard we got to keep an eye on week. what's happening in Philly. Yeah, and we love we like Howard, and if he doesn't play, we're going to like Miles Sanders. Uh, all right, Zach Pascal, he's at Houston next week. They got Brissett back, had some success with Brissett, and Brissett himself at Houston next week. That might be a quarterback you turn to. Mitchell Trubisky against the Giants. You know, stranger, I can't. stranger things have I happened. Can't. Uh, Taylor I can't. Gabriel against the Giants. Three seasons worth of it. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, here's a guy. I don't know if you've noticed, but every single time that this guy gets work, he does well. And we're over a hundred career carries now at six point two yards per carry. Raheem Mostert. It's a long shot, but if oh, I, 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 I think I think he's a flex this week. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's he good. Be picked up now. Every time he's had seven or more carries, he's averaged at least four point four yards per carry. This guy has been very productive when he's, he's been, been on in the, the field. He's been in the league since 2016. Do you know how many teams he's been on, including practice squad? No. Five. Four? Seven. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I mentioned. Ryan Tannehill. I know it's a tough matchup against Jacksonville, but um, 
you know, he's been playing pretty well. Yep. Tannehill versus Foles. Nice. In terms of DSTs, the Titans against the Jags. Well, you missed the tight end. I didn't get to the tight end. So who? Oh, uh, Hollister. Oh, Jacob Hollister. Yeah. Uh, I, I Wait a minute. Say, yeah, so and where job. the where's Darius Slayton on this list? Not that you you have to start him in Week 12, but somebody to stash. There you go. Darius Still out Slayton. there in a ton of leagues. Yeah. And Daniel Jones has great matchups coming up. This one against the Bears is not, but his playoff schedule is I think the Eagles, Dolphins, and Redskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oakland's oh, uh, DST just in case, Jets. just in case he's hurt, Wayne Gallman. Detroit DST at Washington. You're right, Wayne Gallman. And Denver's yes. DST is at Buffalo, but Detroit might be one that you go run and get. All right, here we go. Let's go to the games. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Dave thinks the Bucks are going to win. Remember, no Marshawn Lattimore here, so that is good. Here's your stat of the game. These run defenses are nasty. These two teams are top three in fantasy points allowed to running backs, top five in receiving yards per game to running backs, top six in yards per carry allowed to running backs. So there's that. Is there any scenario where you sit Alvin Kamara. I know that sounds a little wacky, but look, he has been struggling. He has not been great in non-PPR. I think he's going to catch a ton of passes. So, you know, that's going to be... He had eight last week. I think it's probably safe to say he'll be in that range again. Um, Just with Breeze getting the ball out of his hands quick. Remember, they're they're down Austin Peet. So that's going to be a a tough blow for their offensive line. Andrews. Andrews, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. Andrews, Um, Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete, Pete, Pete. Um, So... You know, I'm sure it's Breeze getting the ball out quick. So is he going to have success running between the tackles? Probably not. Uh, but I think this could be a 100 total yard game for him and chance to score through the air. So, you know, I have uh, Josh Jacobs ranked ahead of him for, for one. And I think maybe Melvin Gordon and non-PPR. So you could have maybe somebody traded for Melvin Gordon or, or, you know, in some cases, like I know in one of my 10 team leagues, he was dropped because somebody had to make a roster move and I picked up Melvin Gordon. Um, you could have Gordon and Jacobs and only play two backs. Okay. Too cute to start like uh Singletary or Damian Williams over him. I would not, but I mean, you know, you, you can, but it's close guys, for me in the rankings. Well, Williams is, is probably not going to have as much success running. Because that's not typically what he does, so mm-hmm. I think they're oh, kind of similar. We got the Chargers. I'd, I'd take my chances with. Yeah, but it's. I mean, even in his good game against the Chargers last year, I think what he run for seventy yards. Yeah, look, I, I imagine Kamara's star percentage is going to be up in the nineties. So, mood point. Uh, Drew Brees is top six for you guys, and I gave the stat about you know at Tampa Bay. We know he's on the road, but man, Tampa Bay. Like, not only are they awful against the pass, they're down cornerbacks too. So. He start Drew Brees. You should, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael Thomas, starter set. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'll start him. I guess I'll start him. <laughs> uh, Mike Evans, though, gets, I guess, a little lucky with no Lattimore, so you don't have to worry about that. Not right? a little lucky. Not uh, a little lucky. He did not Very have a lucky. catch DFS lucky. DFS lucky. Yeah, you know, he was out of my FanDuel lineup. I might have to, I might have to change that. I might have to get Mike Evans in there. He's cheap. Yeah, he, I know. That's why he's... Yeah, he's uh, got to be in there. A hitter in this DFS. Was a, this yes, is a big he does. deal. All right, so Godwin, Thomas, and, and Evans. By the way, who's the number one wide receiver points per game in non-PPR? In this game? In, in for the, the season. season, yeah. And it's not Michael Thomas, huh? Because I think... Could be. Yeah, I'm going to guess Michael Thomas. Yeah, I would say Thomas, too. You are wrong. It is 
I'm almost positive it's Mike Evans. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh my god, you don't even know? I, I'm no, pretty I sure I saw. It. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right. Should now. it be stats to know or stats to maybe? Uh, stats to, <laughs> stats, stats to, maybe. to maybe. Definitely maybe. It is Mike Evans. He is number. Yeah, he's number one. Um, by by over one full point in non PPR. Uh, Michael Thomas. Okay. Uh, Latavius Murray and Peyton Barber. Sit him. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Any other wide receivers other than those big three? No. It's it's a dart throw with Traquan and and Ginn. So no. Agreed. It's too bad too because you'd love to play the matchup, call one a streamer. Whatever. I'm I'm sure they'll take some shots and one could score. If you want to take a chance on one for Fanduel, you can. I would still lean Ginn over Traquan, but yeah, it's just too risky. But Jared Cooks would be actually pretty good. We'll spend a I lot of time. I almost think that's their number two receiver at this point. Right. Number three. Kamara's too. We'll oh, yeah. spend time on Jameis and, and Ronald Jones and compare them to some other guys, talk about the matchups, but Jer- Jared Cook or O.J. Howard? Uh, Jared Cook. Yeah. Howard's a set. We we love Cook. Uh, well, I, not would, for I, would, I would take a chance on Howard if you're stuck. Let's see if the matchup. I'd head to the hills. Uh, so they are the Saints are ninth against tight ends, but they've really only faced two good ones, and both of them scored. Disley scored, Hooper scored, so not quite. Yeah, I mean, if he's gonna if he's gonna play the same amount ends. of snaps that he did last week and run the same amount of routes, then he's got a chance. Bruce Arians said yep. it was because of the matchup, and if they're looking at matchups to scheme up OJ Howard, they'll look at this one and they're gonna say, "Yee, tough." Saints have been so, good against tight ends. Well, no, they haven't. Mm-hmm. He just told you that. Um, well, so they no, haven't. They is, haven't. I, they. they they have, they've been good against bad ones. Well, how many touchdowns have they given up to tight ends this year? Two. But okay. again, so they, they haven't good. faced good tight ends. Right. They've been good right. against bad tight ends, and O.J. Howard's been pretty bad most of the season. They're, they're, can, com- can, they're coming off a game where he played well and was involved, and Jameis played well. So it's an easy throw for him to make in the middle of the field where he doesn't have to stress against you know still facing a, a good pass rush. So I think he'll still be okay. Can, can I give you a stat to know? Is Three it career a, meetings. To, to know O.J. Howard. It's a no. O.J. Okay. Howard... Under 60 yards, no touchdowns, three career games against the Saints. I will this say this. This is not an easy matchup for him. Um, he's not a bad beat-the-waiver-wire guy. He does have good matchups coming up after this. And if he does well again, he's 61% owned. If O.J. Howard does well again in this game, people might buy all the way back in. He might be close to 100% owned, you know? so Oh, you should absolutely pick him it's up. It's not a bad stash if you can afford to for keep sure. two tight ends. Who, who do they have in Week 12? Let me check my place. They have Atlanta. Atlanta. And, and then, then Jacksonville, then Indy. The, their next yeah, three opponents. Their next I, four the opponents. Playoff schedule struggle. is pretty good. Detroit and Houston in fifteen and sixteen. All right, fellas, let's talk about Jameis Winston here. And yeah, what's your level of confidence in him? I, this, it's tough to know. This is a good pass defense, but without their best cornerback, we don't know. He's going to be under duress. I mean, they're going to hit him and they're going to sack him and they're going to get after him. You know, the, I I think this is a defense that will bounce back after what happened last week. But he'll get he'll score. I mean, it'll be a Jameis game. You know, you're you're probably looking at if he doesn't turn the ball over, he has a chance to be close to thirty fantasy points. If he turns the ball over, which he typically does, he's probably going to be twenty five at best. He's he's in he's a gutty start. You know, it's just a matter of do you get cute and start Derek Carr or Josh Allen over him? Those are probably the only you know guys that you may be debating Carr. You know, they're they're both not waiver wire guys because Carr was over eighty percent owned and Allen's you know over ninety percent owned. So Josh. I'm not starting Kyle Allen over well, that. That was my Josh. question. Yeah, I think yeah, you could make I'm not that starting case. Kyle Allen over Jameis. No, okay. no way. Jameis is top five for me. Whoa, um, I, I think I think he has. I think he's lights out. I think Mike Evans has his way with whatever defensive back 
the Saints put on him without Lattimore there. I think it changes the defense completely, not having a shutdown cornerback there. It might mean they can't blitz as much. And I think Godwin gets back on track this week, too. I think the receivers have a huge game. Okay. Ronald Jones or Brian Hill? Brian Hill. I'm sorry? Brian Hill. Okay. Ronald Jones or... uh, Brian Jones, great college analyst. James White. Uh, Brian Hill and both. I think you said Ronald Jones or James White. You said Ronald Jones or James White? I meant to say that. Ronald Jones or James White. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Ronald Jones in non-PPR, James White in PPR. I think I, I, think I feel like you feel. How about <laughs> Jamison Crowder or Ronald Jones? Crowder for sure in PPR. In... Crowder and non as well for me. I'll take Crowder and PPR, Ronald Jones and non-PPR. All right. I'll do one more wide receiver here. Ronald Jones or Curtis Samuel. I He's going to really be tough for me because I know we're going to get a ton of Curtis he's Samuel He's tough questions. every week, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will take Samuel. Nine or more non-PPR points, three of his last four games. I'll take Ronald Jones and non-PPR and Samuel and PPR. Uh, okay. Uh, let's uh, let's get to our next game. Dallas at Detroit. By the way, Saints DST is top 10. Ask FFT this weekend. If you have fantasy questions, go on Twitter. Use the hashtag AskFFT Saturday and Sunday. We'll be answering your questions. Again, the hashtag is AskFFT. Great way to get your questions. I just do a few on Friday, too, so I'll try to get to some more. Cool. And, uh, I did, uh, I think, like 20 minutes yesterday, too. CBSSports.com slash parlay. CBSSports.com slash parlay. If you want a chance to win $1 million, CBSSports.com slash parlay. And join our FanDuel contest uh, if you want to win like 500 bucks, whatever the first place payout is. I'll take that. That's less than a million. Yeah, but I'll still take it. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. And Heath and I are on radio Saturday night. Check it out. Eye on Fantasy Football, 10 p.m. Eastern to midnight on CBS Sports Radio and Sirius Channel 206. Detroit and Dallas here. Here is the stat of the game that won't influence your lineup decisions. A running back has caught a touchdown against the Lions in four of their last five games. So start Zeke. A stat of the game that might influence your lineup decisions. Oh, the Lions have been terrible against tight ends. They've allowed a touchdown to a tight end in four straight games. But Jason Witten hasn't scored in seven straight games. What do you think about Jason Witten or O.J. Howard? Uh, Witten's in a better spot. He is, but I'd... I'd pick a different streamer than both of them. Yeah, I like win better in PPR than non-PPR, but he's still starting both for me. Let's get to this game here. Da- so Dak Prescott, seven of nine quarterbacks have scored 22 or more fantasy points. It's a very, very high floor. Only two have had huge games against the Lions, and that was with Darius Slayhurt, his cousins and Jones. Does Dak Prescott have a good game or a great game? I think he can be great. I think this is a matchup where the Cowboys can get back on track. And I think they might lean a little bit on Zeke. It's one of the reasons why I'm not so hot to trot on Witten, because when they get inside the five, I think that's going to be Zeke time. But I also think that you're going to see the receivers make big plays. Cooper against anybody. It's going to be Cooper versus Darius Slay. I'm not going to hesitate to use Amari Cooper in that matchup. And I think Gallup can continue to find some numbers as well. And they're catching passes from Dak. They have so many different weapons i mean you know yeah cobb's been stuff even if slay takes away cooper to whatever extent and lowers his ceiling a little bit 
I mean, Dak will go to Gallup, will go to Cobb, will go to Witten, will go to Zeke out of the backfield. There's just, it, it, it's just too hard to get away from Dak right now. And I think what it'll end up being is, I mean, Zeke's obviously going to get his numbers, but this could be a throw-to-score, run-to-win game. You guys have Dak third, third, and, and Heath has him fifth. So, Dak, we're hoping for a big game here from him. Uh, all right, Zeke, yes, and Cooper, yes. So Michael Gallup, you also, you guys have him ranked pretty high. Heath's a little lower on Gallup. Heath has him 21st in non-PPR, 23rd in PPR. You guys have him as a top 17 wide receiver, almost top 12 in non-PPR. So, uh, Jamie, explain uh, the love for Michael Gallup this week. I think he scores. It, it's kind of what you said. You know, if Slay is going to um, shadow Cooper to whatever extent he does, you know, I mean, we'll see Gallup make some plays. So I like him on a fast track. I think, you know, it'll be an opportunity for him to find the end zone. His targets have come down as Randall Cobb has, has played better of late, but I'm not getting away from him in, in a game where the secondary that he's facing is so bad. All right. We got and I just ran out of wide receivers that I would put <laughs> in my top 24. Well, we, we've got to have a, 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 a first, I guess, because I'm not saying this won't happen. It almost happened last week with the Bears, but we have not had multiple wide receivers score 14 or more PPR fantasy points in the same game against the Lions with a healthy Darius Slay. Last week, it was you know it was very, very close. It was like 13.9 PPR points for the Bears guys, but um, this would be a team to do it. I mean, Gallup's been really good all year, and Cooper's one of the best in football. In football. Uh, Jason Witten, 12th for Jamie, 10th for Dave, and 22nd for Heath. No, sorry, 12th for Jamie, 10th for Heath, 22nd for Dave. So Dave is low on Witten. Heath actually has Witten 6th in PPR. We just talked about him. I just hope Blake Jarwin doesn't score again. Um, All right, let's go to the Lions. So Jeff Driscoll. Although he can run a little bit, by the way. uh, He's actually intriguing in DFS. Because his price is so low, yeah, he's and he got, runs a little uh, bit, he and does. he's going to throw a lot of passes. So there, there is a path with him where you can get some moderate value, and then it gives you the chance to load up on other guys on Fanduel. The Cowboys have a good defense. Let's just put that out there. So it's it's just a DFS play, and uh, JD McKissick. All right, mm. what do we think about JD McKissick? He's only fifty five percent owned. He's got big opportunity here. Thoughts. Good in PPR, tough to trust in non-PPR. I mean, if he's going to get another game with double digits and carries, last week was the first time in his career he had 10 carries. Uh, I think, you know, five-plus catches is well within reach because Driscoll's going to get the ball out of his hands quick, and like Dave said, they're probably going to be throwing a lot. Um, If Ty Johnson's out, that will certainly help him touch the ball even more. If Ty Johnson plays, then it's back to the three-headed rotation of poop that they'll use with Paul Perkins mixed in as well. Um But, I mean, McKissick should be the best of that bunch. And if you're stuck in a PPR league, he's not bad. He's giving you 10 PPR points each of the past two weeks. Sit out, Ty Johnson. Don't come back. Yeah, and the Cowboys actually give up the fourth most receiving yards per game, the running backs. That's a little skewed by the last two games. Receiving yards or receptions? Receiving yards per game, fourth most. I don't know where they are in receptions. I think think they're fourth in receptions. Okay, yeah. But but that, you know, the last two weeks have really tipped that stat because Barkley had six for 67 receiving and and Cook Cook. had seven for 86. Before that, they they weren't that bad. Uh, But those games happened. So McKissick's got an opportunity here. It's funny because McKissick and Brian Hill have almost the same price on FanDuel. And you guys just, you like Brian Hill a lot better this week, right? Well, I mean, there's a better chance for Hill to score. You know, his carries will certainly dwarf you know, McKissick, even if Ty Johnson's out and the matchup's just a hell of a lot better. Right. 
All right, the Detroit wide receivers, Galladay is a must-start. Would you start Gallup or Galladay, though? Gallup, yeah. Really? Okay. Uh, Marvin Jones, or let's go to like the Jamison Crowder, Terry McLaurin range. Both those guys over Marvin Jones. I, I would take Jones over McLaurin, especially yeah. in PPR. Yeah, I'll take McLaurin in both. The Cowboys do allow the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but they are worse on the road, like we saw with McLaurin and Richardson, like we saw with Robbie right. Anderson and Crowder. So, uh, TJ Hawkinson, start or sit? I started the week liking Hawkinson because I like the way he played last week and just thinking about how Driscoll might operate with checking down and with uh, Jeff Heath hurt for the Cowboys. Maybe there would be a chance for him, but the more I researched other streaming tight ends, the more I pushed Hawkinson down, so I don't like him. Yeah, he's just not been good. Any DST in this game? Cowboys. Sure. Cowboys or Saints this week? Cowboys. Cowboys. All right. Let's take a break here and just head over to the audio studio. We'll take an actual commercial break. For the video crew, thank you for looking at our faces. You'll hear the rest of it uh, right now. And when we come back, we're going to preview our third game out of six, Atlanta, Carolina, in three seconds. As soon as our show is over, I'm going to be getting ready for CBS Sports HQ Fantasy Football today. You can watch it on HQ. And I'm going to be wearing my Indochino suit. I will wear it today. It will look wonderful. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. And fellas, if you don't have a custom suit, you just don't know what you're missing. This is great stuff, perfectly designed to fit your body. You submit your measurements, and it's just going to look better. You're going to feel better. You're going to be more confident. This is my favorite suit by far. And how about this? We got a Black Friday event at Indochino, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, and use the promo code FFT. Until December 1st, you can get custom suits from just $289 and their best prices of the year on overcoats, shirts, and more. Start your style upgrade now with 30 bucks off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter FFT at checkout and shipping's free. So all you got to do is go there and submit your measurements and pick everything you want, design everything you want, the fabric, all the customizations, you know, pleats, pockets, jacket lining, whatever, and you go to Indochino.com, you enter the promo code FFT, you get 30 bucks off your total purchase of $3.99 or more, and that's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. All right, guys, uh, let's talk about Carolina and Atlanta, and guess what? This is... Not the Bonanza. Chiefs Chargers is the Bonanza. No, yeah, I brought it back, but this is not it. This was a fake out. I thought about this game, but Matt Ryan's just not playing well enough, and he's hurt, and he doesn't have Sanu, and he doesn't have Hooper, and it just seems like I'm setting up for failure, and Kyle Allen uh, makes me scared. But Chargers Chiefs is your official Bonanza. Anyway, Atlanta, Carolina. What do we think about this game? Matt Ryan, do you have faith in him based on the rankings you do? Yeah, he's a top 12 quarterback. I'm hoping that Brian Hill doesn't take so much work away from him that he can find the end zone. And what I really think is going to happen is that he's going to have to chase points in the game and the offense will ultimately run through him. Offensive line played a little bit better last week. Ryan played okay. And uh, I think he could be a top 10 quarterback. Okay. Ryan or Breeze? I currently have Breeze ahead of Ryan. I think I'm going to change it and put Ryan ahead of Breeze. Yeah, I'll take Breeze. Ryan or Josh Allen? 
I think I'm going to take Josh Allen against the Finns. Uh, I'll take Ryan. Okay. So I think we've talked a lot about Brian Hill. Would you start Brian Hill or Calvin Ridley? Hill. Uh, Hill. Okay. He's top 20 in non-PPR and in PPR, but but he's a little higher in PPR for, for Jamie and Heath, not quite as much for Dave. But uh, he's a starter, and we'd start him over Todd Gurley, as we mentioned. We'd start Brian Hill over Austin Eckler, right? Oh, not Dave. No. Jamie Wood. I'm sorry. Which one? Eckler. Brian Hill or Austin Eckler? Oh, Hill. It's just, it, he's set up for. He had 21 touches in the game. He didn't start. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And the Panthers give up the second most points to running backs and 5.05 yards per carry. I, I'll say it again. I've said it all week. They've allowed 13 touchdowns to running backs in their last five games. It's just insane. That's amazing. That is amazing. But they, they are the best against pass-catching running backs. Fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. That's wild. But three receiving touchdowns. All right. So, Brian Hill, I think uh, you've heard you've heard enough. Start Julio. I want to believe in Calvin Ridley. I hope he gets more targets. If he gets six to seven targets, which is the norm, that's usually not good enough against the Panthers. There have been six wide receivers with that many targets, and only one has had more than, over, more than 40 yards. Only one has scored. Start or sit, Calvin Ridley. Try and sit him. If you if you kind of chew on his his box scores and see what he's done, you see that he's basically it probably not taste very good, huh? <laughs> probably wouldn't taste very good. Probably not. No, um, but he also is a touchdown dependent wide receiver. Do you think he can score a touchdown against Carolina with their secondary healthy again? I'm thinking it's going to be tough. He's a flex at best. Marvin Jones or Calvin Ridley? I'll take Jones in PPR. I think he's safer. I think yeah. he'll get more volume there too. And so this is where you would go with Ronald Jones over Calvin Ridley. Yep. Yeah. Okay. How about Kalen Balaj or Ridley? Ridley. Like, I have to think about it for a second. I'm going to go with Ridley because there's a thousand percent more upside. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I had to pause. Uh, if you're in a deeper league, Russell Gage is only 1% owned, and he had nine targets and five targets in two games since the right. Sanu trade. It better be a PPR league if you're looking at him. Yeah. Sure, sure. 1% owned, though. Uh, and if you're desperate, Luke Stocker. Right, Luke Stocker. Mm-hmm. The, the Panthers You'd have... You'd have to be, like, uh, on an island with no food and no internet desperate. And if you're there, you're not listening to us. No food stocker. Like, stock, stock of food. Kyle Allen... Who would you start Kyle Allen over? Uh, Baker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Wentz. Uh, yeah, Wentz, Cousins, Kyler. Not Brady, right? Nope. No, and I disagree on Kyler. And uh, I disagree on Cousins, too. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll, it's I'll take the matchup here. I think, I, think, much, I think McCaffrey goes bananas. Much better situation for Kyle Allen. Oh, it's definitely a better situation for Kyle Allen. Well, There's more upside for him. I guess I'm talking myself into starting him over Kirk Cousins. That's what you're hearing right now. Thank you. Okay. I'm starting him over Garoppolo. Would you do that? Yes. Yep. I'd start him over Darnold as well. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it's just all those guys that have tough matchups, whether it's uh, Cousins, Wentz, Kyler, all those guys. He should be better. All right. DJ Moore is a top 12 wide receiver. He's in my FanDuel lineup. He's still less expensive than Curtis Samuel. It's amazing. $6,000. Yeah. Yeah, They have not caught up to... DJ well, they, they have they score. They have look. It's half PPR, so he doesn't get the full scoring bonus that he does other places, and he has, doesn't score touchdowns. So I get it, but you know, it, it's it's hard to go 100 yards week in week out without finding the end zone. Falcons allow the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. So Curtis Samuel, 
Curtis Samuel, uh, well, or Brian Hill? Um, Brian Hill. I, I feel like Hill has more upside. Yeah, Samuel's got a touchdown in three of his last four games. Still only two games of more than 64 yards, and both of them were against the Bucks. This is not a bad matchup, um, and we're hoping for a lot of points, so he's not a bad flex. He's but, scoring re- touchdowns in the red zone as well. Yeah. So it's funny because you look at Samuel and you think, all right, he's a big play receiver, and he does get a couple of deep throws a game. But it's it's been the red zone. It's been the area that you think DJ Moore is going to come through, where Samuel is coming through. Would you start and DJ Moore's touchdown was like a fifty-two yard bomb yeah. or catch and run, catch and run, right? But it was a long catch and run. Like the throw was long and the running was long as well uh, from Kyle Allen. That's the only score I believe he has from Allen. Samuel or JD McKissick. Samuel. Samuel. Starter sit Greg Olson. Start him. Yep. Okay. Olsen or um, uh, Ross Dwelly? Olsen. Okay. Uh, Olsen. That's close. And that is that is that game. Beautiful. Arizona at San Francisco. Speaking of Dwelly, what a nice matchup he has. Uh, quick stat of the game, a rest of season stat. The Cardinals wide receivers do not face a team that ranks lower than 17th in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers rest of season. So, Christian Kirk, maybe you try to sell him here. Uh, Kyler oh, Murray. You, sh- you you missed that window. Well, the game hasn't I mean, happened yet. He still still have. I, 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 I can't imagine people are going to look at his projections and his ranking and say, I got to have that guy, even though he just scored three touchdowns. He's still the target leader for Arizona the past couple of weeks. Oh, I, I, he's he's been very good even before that. He just hasn't been great. But I think, you know, you have to sell those type of guys right after it happens. The, the day after it happens? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, starter sit Christian Kirk. Sit. I, I still like him in PPR. Maybe I'm a sucker. I still think he gets targets. I, I think the Cardinals have a good game offensively. Yeah, why, why are you into Kyler? I'm into Kyler because the 49ers defense played 74 snaps into overtime on Monday, and now they've got to turn around and play again on Sunday. The offense is going to be without Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle. We've seen Garoppolo get turnover happy. That could set up the Cardinals with some short fields. And I also think that the the defense might be keyed in on stopping Kenyon Drake because two weeks ago, Drake ran all over them. And so the coaches might say, hey, we better stop that guy. And I like the way Kyler Murray's playing. So it's a a four-prong argument that has absolutely nothing to do with statistical data. I don't have the data to say, well, in the last four weeks, the 49ers have allowed this and that. They're a good defense. But I think Kyler Murray has has earned himself an opportunity to still put up somewhere between 20 and 24 fantasy points. I think it'll be okay. I think think it'll be somewhere 17 to 19 um, because I don't think he has a very high ceiling in this matchup just because – they haven't given up a lot of big games to opposing quarterbacks. And I think they're going to be so pissed off after losing that game to Seattle in their own building that they're going to smash that kid. Do you like any running backs in this game? Yeah, Tevin Coleman. I like Coleman. I kind of like Drake. Drake and Mostert should be okay. Yeah, and, I, and Mostert's a flex. All right, I'm going to put Tevin Coleman up against Brian Hill. Uh, I'd go Brian Hill. I might have Coleman a spot ahead. How about Tevin Coleman? No, nope, I don't. I'm going to go hell. Tevin Coleman or Philip Lindsay? Coleman. Uh, 
I'll go Coleman too. All right, we said this is a proven week for Tevin Coleman. All right, we're going to start him in most cases. If he doesn't do well here, then we've got a problem. And he didn't do well against. Just one, one thing Arizona to keep an eye. Obviously, week, I'm sure most people are hearing this after they practice, but he did miss practice on Thursday for personal reasons. If that becomes an issue, then obviously Raheem Mostert becomes a must play with Brita likely out. But just keep an eye on that for Coleman's purposes. Yeah, get if he can get Mostert, he's only 22 percent owned you know a lot of people like him better than ketchup lol jimmy garoppolo uh no wait where are we at here with um uh christian kirk and larry fitzgerald we talked about the running backs all right i think we pretty much covered that fitzgerald starter sit 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 if you can would you start christian kirk or tevin coleman 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 even in ppr garoppolo is what this week a quarterback you shouldn't feel good about starting. The better quarterback in this game. Oh. Ooh. The Cardinals do allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, um, and including a huge game to Garoppolo, but he threw a lot in that game. So we'll see. He had Emmanuel Sanders in that he game. He did. And he had George, he had George Kittle. Kittle in that game. George Kittle was awesome in that game. So what do you think about the San Francisco wide receivers? I do like Debo. And I actually love him in FanDuel as well. His price is not adjusted to what is going on in yeah, San the, Francisco. Yeah, the, the, probably the two more, more popular guys, ownership-wise, for the lower-end players are going to be Debo and Brian Hill because they're yeah. so cheap right. they're and their cheap roles and should be great. Good upside. Yeah, there's good upside in Debo Samuel. Okay, what about in you know regular redraft leagues, not DFS? Debo is a very good flex. Is he's he... He's the one remaining 49ers receiver who doesn't make multiple mistakes a game. Is he better than Christian Kirk? Yes. I don't I don't think so, but I I think it is close. Cool. And then what like how desperate Ruben. do you have to be to start Ross Dwelly? So, uh, I mean, he sorry. had seven targets last week and now he's facing the team that stinks against tight ends, so it's an easy scenario to start him if you're stuck at the position. I agree. I think he's a good streaming tight end. I uh I I did notice that all of his routes are short routes. He's a touchdown or bus guy. But it's Arizona and you you just saw Tampa Bay find a way to make OJ Howard amazing against them. And Kyle Shanahan's pretty smart, so there's definitely room for Dwelly to be good. Okay. Colts tight end or Dwelly? Colts then. Colts. Witten or Dwelly? Witten. I'll take Dwelly. All right, I don't want to dwell on that too long. San Francisco's DST <laughs> is 8th for Jamie, 14th for Dave, and 5th for Heath. Dave just sees this game going differently than, than Jamie does. Chicago's at the Rams. Who are the good starts in this game? Well, Cooper Cup is going to be in everybody's lineup, even after last week's donut. It's three out of four games where he's had less than 50 yards, I think. and then yeah, he, he had like there... 225 in the other one. yeah. There's probably something going on where defenses are wising up to how to defend him that the Bengals just did not do. And the Bears could potentially do it. So there's some concern, but you're still going to start him based on that volume. And again, if Jared Goff's going to get the ball out quick, then that guy's going to get a lot of targets. Who else? Robert Woods will get targets too. He'll be a volume-based receiver in PPR. And then on the Bears' side... What about Gurley? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That We're good here. Gurley, like, do we think he's going to score? He usually scores. He didn't last week. I mean, you need him to score. That's the the thing with him right now. Uh, who? Okay, so if Cup, Cup appears to be the only, like, must start, 
here. At least it, I think Woods qualifies too, especially you this do? week. And Everett. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, about Gerald Everett. Yeah. It's very weird because, I mean, all three of these guys have the chance to play well, but I think Goff's going to stink. Right. And it's the funny thing. Uh, would you start Debo Samuel or Robert Woods? Woods. I would start Woods. He does not have one target inside the 10-yard line this year, by the way. He has three red zone targets. Uh, Josh Reynolds as a flyer, any interest? And the Bears, no, by the no. way, are very good against wide receivers. Okay, no interest in, in Reynolds. Uh, so then let's talk about uh, David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. The Rams, I think they, okay, they give up the eighth fewest receiving yards to running backs. They give up 3.6 yards per carry to running backs. This is a bad matchup here. Uh, and Cohen caught a touchdown last week. With a great matchup, the Lions suck against pass-catching running backs. Rams, not so much. So, uh, any faith in the in the Bears running backs? Um, it comes down to whether or not Montgomery plays. Yeah, I mean, I think Montgomery is eh in both formats. Um, and I would like Cohen better, clearly, if Montgomery's out. But if he's in, then he's a borderline flex in PPR. Gurley's the best running back in this game, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not by much, though. Would you start Todd Gurley, or would you take a shot on someone like Philip Dorsett, who has a good matchup at the Eagles? I'd go Gurley. Yeah. You always I, and lean. I, I just I have the suspicion that he's going to be involved in the passing game. You always want to lean toward guaranteed touches when you can. I think it is amazing, Dave. I hope you're right, Dave, but I think it is amazing how bad Todd Gurley has been in the passing game this year. I don't have his stats in front of me, but it, the his yards per catch... Is he even? Take a guess th- what they are. I'm guessing it's like 3.1. Jamie, do you have a guess? Todd uh, Gurley yards per catch on the four season. Four and a half. What'd you say? Four and a half yards. All right. So you say four and a half. 3.1. 3.1. The correct answer is 5.4. Really? 5.4. He's caught it's not good, 15 by the way. of 28 targets. That's gross. That's, that's 81 really yards. That's grosser than gross. 81? He has 81 receipts. Are you freaking kidding me? That is so bad. Okay, guys, uh, moving on here. Jared Goff is a sit, although Heath likes him. He has him 14th. I'd love to ask Heath about that. We won't get to it. Gerald Everett, you are starting. He is top 12. He's top 7 for Dave and Jamie. And the Rams, both DSTs should be good here, but the Rams are even better. They're number one for Dave and Jamie, number three for Heath. I mean, they are playing against Mitchell Trubisky. They are. The Jets and the Redskins here. And the question is, because Heath gave that great note about the Redskins just killing the clock, taking the air out of the football under Bill Callahan, where they have faced Miami, San Francisco, Minnesota, and Buffalo. That San Francisco game was that crazy rain game. And those are respectable defenses, although... In terms of against the run, they're, they're really not, except for Minnesota. And the Jets are much better than them against the run. Can the Bear, can, can the Redskins run the ball well enough to ruin the fantasy values of the, some of the Jets, I guess? Or does it even matter? Um, I think... I mean, I think you kind of know what Crowder is at this point. Well, but... As far as the Redskins run game, I think that's what you're asking. Well, I I was starting with the Jets. Basically, can the Redskins keep the Jets off the field? And is that going to mean a bad game for Crowder or Le'Veon Bell, the two you'd probably be starting? I mean, that's the only way the Redskins are going to be able to win this game. And I think that's why they've been running the ball so much in their past couple of games anyway. They just want to try and control the clock and keep it low scoring so they have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. 
that's not going to change. And unless, unless Dwayne Haskins had a huge awakening over the last week and change, he's going to be a mess. But do you think he's they'll be successful? I mean, do you think they'll be, do you, th- you said don't start the, the Redskins running backs. Okay. So we know that. So forget well, I it. think I'm, AP is flexible. I'm asking a, well, yeah, I mean, it's an NFL running back should be, I'm asking really a, a, a question that's long winded. So I'll just get to it. Like starter sit, Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, Jamison Crowder. Go ahead. You're going to start Bell. I think you should start Crowder. You could stream Darnold, but I wouldn't have a lot of faith in him. Yeah, it's just it's. Uh, I, I'm hoping that Haskins has some success here because it's it's a perfect setup. They're at home. The Jets secondary is not good. Their pass rush isn't great, and so you know he's had ten days to prepare for this game. Yeah, but if you stink, you stink. Yeah, but I mean, look, it, it's. I'm sure he does think, but I'd like to hopefully see some signs of, you know, growth. You're not. Th- this isn't for fantasy, obviously, but you know, there. I still think there's a chance for him to have some success here. I'd like to see him complete one pass longer than 15 yards. Do you like, in the air? Do you like a uh, tight end in he this hasn't game? Done that yet. As a sleeper, is there a sleeper tight end here? Griffin, yeah, Rick Griffin. Griffin could be now that Herndon's out. We've seen Griffin get involved before. Sure. sure yep. Sure did. Uh, should have had three touchdowns in two games before Herndon came back, but that was that weird Jets game uh, with the overturn. And then the Redskins, I mean, the Jets' defense has been pathetic. 29, 29, and 38 fantasy points to Minshew, Fitzpatrick, and Daniel Jones in their last three games. All three quarterbacks had a passer rating of 118 or better. It's just unbelievable. So, yeah, maybe, maybe Dwayne Haskins will win you a million dollars on FanDuel. I don't think we can recommend him. Uh, in regular leagues, and uh, then it's McLaurin, McLaurin or Samuel. Who do you like better, Jalen Sam or Curtis Samuel or Terry McLaurin? I'll take Curtis Samuel and Jalen Samuel over Terry McLaurin. Uh, Curtis, Terry, Debo. Oh, I forgot about Debo Samuel. A lot of Samuel and Samuels is going on here. All right, I asked you this earlier. I don't remember the answer. McLaurin or Crowder? Crowder. Uh, Crowder in PPR. Jets DST over the Saints? No. Um, you could. It's funny because we actually, uh, Sportsline has the Redskins DST. Better they like the, the Redskins DST better? That's interesting. They have good talent. They just, I don't know. I'll take the Saints. Jets DST or the Jaguars? I would go Jaguars. Um, I'd go Jaguars, but it's not as appealing. I originally had the Jaguars as my number two defense to start the week before Brissette yeah, came back. I get that. All right, we're out of here. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Fun show. You forgot that one game, though. I always forget that game. Who's playing? Oh, yeah, that, they're playing. All right, that's Jamie and Dave. I'm Adam. Talk to you on the mailbag and then the recap and then the radio show. Big weekend coming up. Nah, 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 nah. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.